Jeremiah Ed Oldham for the news and welcome back to Perspective on Manx Radio. My thanks again to our guests from the first hour, Home Affairs Minister Bill Malarkey, Chief Executive Dan Davis and the Isle of Man Prison Governor Bob McCollum. In this part of the programme, we're moving on to look at a new topic. This week came what could potentially be some big news for some of the island's fishing fleet, specifically Queen Scallop fishermen who are being encouraged to branch out and try and catch some different species. The Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture is inviting Queenie catchers to make grant applications towards diversifying as part of the government's future fisheries vision of what it describes as a sustainable, thriving and well-managed fishing industry providing high-quality seafood products. Funding is being made available for an eight-week application period to support diversification into new species, gear types and training. The department says grant applications can be made between the 23rd of September and the 18th of November this year, therefore lying between the two main fishing seasons for queen scallops and king scallops. All qualifying vessel owners, which are those licensed to fish locally for queen scallops, were sent an application form. And support of up to 80% towards eligible costs will be available, and applications for £1,000 or more will be accepted towards new gear to support fishing for new species, such as nets, jiggers and creels, training in use of such fishing gear and methods, and the purchase of equipment to expand business opportunities, including into marine tourism. So as I said, applications will be expected, accepted even, the department says, up until five o'clock on Monday the 18th of November. The Minister of Environment, Food and Agriculture is Geoffrey Boot, MHK. And earlier this week, Alex Watton asked Mr Boot to explain a bit more about the context behind the decision to offer these grants and the eight-week period itself. Well, we're very conscious that uh, this year uh, we have the lowest biomass uh, for queen scallops uh, on record. Fortunately, we, we have had uh, a, a queen scallop season, albeit a very tight one for the fishermen. Um, it, it, this is leaving us uh, some opportunities for next year for better management in sustainability terms. But there are other fish species out there that could be caught. And uh, we've been talking to David Beard uh, from the Producers Association, looking at what uh, quota they have available and what's available in the UK that our fishermen can use. And there are a number of species that uh, could be caught that uh, fishermen are not exploiting at the moment. So the idea of the grant scheme is, as part of the future fisheries vision of sustainability and thriving, well-managed fishing industry, um, is to get people to diversify uh, into uh, product that, that can be landed on island and uh, maybe reduce the pressure or add income to those that are fishing for queen scallops and scallops. I've spoken to you before about the idea of diversification. It's something that you've been wanting for some time and obviously there's an ongoing review of the Queenie uh, fish stocks around the Isle of Man and at the moment restricted to the east uh, coast of Douglas. But also in the past we've heard from yourself as well as uh, David Beard and a lot of fishermen that they are very, very different things. It's diversifying to to quite an extreme. Uh, I think the analogy of it's it's like a, a plumber turning to being an electrician. No, this is true. There there are, um, uh, shall we say, nuances and uh, techniques that are required for different fish species. However, 
Uh, we have been talking to uh, David Beard, and uh, there, there is a possibility uh, with their cooperation that we can come forward with fishing plans uh, for individual vessels. We don't have that many vessels, and uh, the grants will enable some training to be given, and uh, as well as buying the equipment. And the, the, the eight-week window that we're given doesn't necessarily mean they have to fish for those species uh, this year, um, but they could uh, equip with some of the new gear. It doesn't mean they can't fish for scallops as well, but it gives them an opportunity to diversify. Netrops, prawns, for instance, they're very high value. Um, there is quota within the producer association that is not used at the moment. Um, that uh, could be a very valuable uh, fishery for uh, two or three boats. And if we, if we enable some of the boats to uh, earn extra income and potentially provide uh, markets with local produce, because there is a market on Ireland for locally caught uh, fish, and particularly white fish, um, then that would be a, a, an excellent way forward with our food strategy. Um, and I think that would help the fishermen immensely to give them another income stream. But you, you have to make that step, and uh, knowledge is acquired. There is uh, an ability to, to, to speak to and get training elsewhere. And, uh, I mean, we would encourage people to do that. So is the barrier that's stopping fishermen at the moment uh, from diversifying money then? Are you saying that's, that that's the main thing holding people back? Well, uh, money is, is, is one of the things. It's expensive, and that's why we've made grants up to 80% available. Um, and uh, fishermen have been going through a, a tight time in terms of uh, what they've been able to catch. Um, so, yes, money is one thing. I think uh, perhaps having to learn something new and change is another. Um, I mean, if you go back many years, obviously, the uh, fleet, um, Manx fleet, re relied on herring. Well, someone at some stage uh, saw the light and decided that there had to be some change, and now we're relying uh, very much on uh, scallops, queen and king scallops. Um, but there are other species there. And if, uh, uh, heaven forbid, um, we do end up in a situation where there continues to be a reduction in scallop stocks, uh, for fishermen to survive, they're going to have to diversify into other species. And this is an enabler for them. And uh, I, I realize it's not a, an easy step. It's a difficult one. It's a bit like, um, you know, as you rightly said, a plumber suddenly becoming an electrician. Well, they don't suddenly become an electrician. They have to go and do some training and acquire some knowledge. And I think this is one of the barriers when it comes to changing the type of fishing you do. Are you easing the blow then? You're saying you're going to have to diversify or your industry will collapse. Therefore, we'll give you some money to help you out. No, we're not saying that at all. We're saying um, you, you, your industry at the moment, there, there are very tight uh, stock uh, restrictions. Um, I really hope that what we've done this year by closing the fishery as we have um, and, and not um, gone uh, outside or very little fishing outside of the East Douglas area will result in us able, being able to spatially manage the Queen Scallop stock next year. And I think the Producers Association, in conversations we've had with them over the last uh, few days, um, are as excited as we are at that uh, prospect. And uh, that will hopefully bring some sustainability into the equation. But at the same time, if we can get some fishermen to look at diversification so they can improve their income streams, then that can only be a good thing. And the island's dying or crying out, I shouldn't say dying, crying out uh, for, you know, locally produced fish, particularly white fish, 
um, and uh, one of the processors is very interested in processing prawn. So there are opportunities out there. And talking about the grants themselves, then, uh, some of the detail, if, if anyone is listening and thinking that they, they may benefit or know somebody that may benefit from this, how much money are we talking and how does it, you go about getting it? It, 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 each um, vessel owner, as I understand it, is being sent an application form uh, with details of the scheme. Um, up to 80% and, uh, uh, is available, and, uh, and that includes uh, not only equipment, um, but also acquiring some technical skill and training. So, uh, you know, it's up to the fishermen to come forward. We, we would encourage them to have a look at it. It's an opportunity. As I said earlier, they don't have to fish with the equipment this year they can get the equipment find out how it works look at getting some background uh, information and training and maybe deploy this uh, the next year um, when we have this close season between the queen scallop and king scallop seasons or, or um, uh, some other time but uh, there are opportunities there do you have some arm twisting to do how receptive do you think uh, that the industry will be well there are always barriers uh, as we said earlier um, some people will have financial barriers, and this year, undoubtedly, it's been a very tight season financially for fishermen, and that is a hurdle. Um, we, 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 we will work with a, a producer's organization to look at ways of uh, overcoming that in terms of how the grant's paid. Um, but uh, I, I think at the end of the day, um, it, obviously, they are individuals, and they have to make a, their own call. We would encourage them. We're making these grants available so that uh, they can, if they want to, look at some diversification. And I think that is the way forward. For, for some fishermen, um, there is quota available. Uh, why not go and fish it? That was the Minister of Environment, Food and Agriculture, Geoffrey Boot, MHK, there, speaking to Manx Radio's Alex Watton on Tuesday this week. As well as Mr Boot's government department, the other major stakeholder in this is the Manx Fish Producers Organisation. In a press release, the organisation's chief executive, David Beard, said the diversification grant scheme is very welcome. This will enable fishermen to purchase equipment for alternative fisheries, which will hopefully provide an income when the main shellfish fisheries are not available. Mr Beard continued on to say it's anticipated that fishermen will consider diversifying into catching prawns, squid or white fish. Therefore, they're asked to draw up a fishing plan with the Manx Fish Producers Organisation in order that sustainability of the fishing quota allocation can be maintained. Finally, he added this is the first part of a wider diversification plan in partnership with Isle of Man government, supplemented in the future by training courses and developments in relation to additional fish quota to enable fishermen to target other commercial species in the island's territorial waters. The organisation encourages fishermen to apply. In Alex Watton's interview with Minister Boot, we heard the analogy that diversifying would be like transitioning from being a plumber to an electrician. And Mr Beard has made a similar analogy in the past. John Moss spoke to him also on Tuesday this week. Does he still hold that view or perhaps is diversification possible, just time consuming? It was always possible, but, um, uh, you know, because you can train to do new things, but um, there, there needs to be certain things in place. First of all, you need to have the, the gear to be able to do it, and, and then you need the, the actual fish target species to be present in an area where you can fish. Um, but then you also need your staff to be trained fully, um, and, and the, you know, that includes the skippers and the whole crew, which is like changing careers. 
Um, and then also the key thing is you need the extra quota. Um, and at the moment, the, uh, the, they don't have access to that extra quota. We have enough for a few boats, but certainly not enough for all boats, all Queenie boats to go to another fishery. Well, obviously, the government are offering grants, etc., and support towards diversification. But can you tell me, will the fishermen be wanting to diversify? I mean, they've specialised in Queenies. Do they want to diversify? Um, ideally, no. Um, they, they've fished for generations for, um, for queen scallops and king scallops, and that is their skill. Um, so ideally, no. Um, and we would hope that all the pain that they're feeling at the moment, we would hope that that would lead to um, an increase in the uh, biomass of the, of the king scallop and queen scallop. Um, at the moment, they, they're faced with no income if they don't diversify. Um, they're faced with no income for the next uh, eight weeks or so um, before the, uh, the, the king scallop season starts. So um, some have looked already at trying um, alternative fisheries. Some have gone to, to Scotland um, to fish for king scallops, um, so, which is an, a known fishery and one fishery what they have a, a, their skill levels in. So that is something that has a good chance of success. It, it sounds the, as though, although they're being pressed hard, these fishermen want to, if possible, stay in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, they definitely want to be able to fish for queen scallop and king scallop. That is where their skill levels uh, are. It, it's, it's going to be very difficult change. Now, the, the only thing I would say with that, any diversification is really an alternative to their main fisheries. I can't see, except for maybe one or two boats, um, going full-time to prawns, for example. Um, I, I think that they would, if they can, and if they have the training and they have the quota available, I think they would go to prawns as the alternative to um, the other fisheries if those fisheries weren't available. Would they have to be retrained for squid and whitefish as well? Is that a different sort of training to the prawns? It's more about how you fish your nets. Um, and also, how, in particular, how you process the fish, because the, the key thing is, is that you've got to make sure that these fish arrive on the on the key in the high in the best quality possible, and and that is a totally different thing to what they've been doing so far. Um, if you're looking after a, a bag of queenies and scallops, that's completely different to processing uh, squid or whitefish on board and then bringing them into into the port in, in prime condition. But there's a market for these things. Yes, there's a market, yes, yes. The one thing about it is that um, there'll be either a market here or a market in the UK, um, but one thing we want to do is, as part of a, a three- to five-year program, if we're going to go along this diversification line, is to be able to process all of these um, species on island. And for that to happen, you need to have the economy of scale. The, the Manx processors won't go into a, uh, to a new species um, when they're not guaranteed to supply or they don't know when it's going to be available. Um, they will only go into a new species if they've got sufficient quantity available and over a sufficient time period. So we see the government's plan here of support. How long before we can tell whether it's worked? I, th I think it is three to five years, um, and I think it will be a gradual process. Um, we, we, know, we know we can go to prawns. We know that we have access to a, a very good prawn fishery on the west coast of the island. Um, but it is all about training. And also, the, the crew requirements are totally different. It's a very labour-intensive fishery, the prawn fishery. And we've been competing against Northern Ireland boats who fish in our waters, who have been doing this for generations. So um, staffing is going to be one of the key parts of this.
um, going forward. Uh, and for that, it may be that we don't. It won't be Manx fishermen that that actually go to that fishery. It may be Manx skippers, but it might be um, that we we have to employ fishermen from other nationalities who have the skill and expertise uh, in prawn fishing. I, I've had quite a few people in already mm. this week um, because they got the letters on Saturday. Yeah, and um, I've had um, five fishermen in already this week and looking at um, what sort of uh, grants are available, um, the details of what they need to be able to apply for that grant. Are they enthusiastic? Well, the five that have came in have, have been. Yeah, they 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 want to they want an income. Yeah. And, but they just don't know whether they're going to get any income or they're going to make more losses. That's yeah. the other thing. Because, yeah. you know, if they could spend money going to this fishery because the grants are, are, are great. It's 80% grant, but they've still got to pay it all up front and then claim it back. Yeah. Um, so they've still got to pay, in the end, 20% and at the start, 100%. Yeah. So um, it's, a, it's a cost that some of them can't, can't do. And so there will be some people that um, won't look at diversification because they can't afford even, you know, to, to fund it um, mm. initially. Um, and, and then it's all about, they're not sure whether they, you know, they're not sure whether they're going to be able to catch things, catch yeah. these species. Yeah. Um, whitefish, for example, they might go out and, and try whitefish, but they, they have no experience of it. So therefore, they won't know where the best places are to fish. They won't know how much they would expect to land on a particular day. When so you say whitefish, do you mean cod and stuff like that? Yeah, cod, haddock, um, yeah. And also you'd be looking at, uh, at flatfish, such as Dover Sole, which obviously is a very yeah. um, very lucrative uh, um, fishery if you can target it properly. It's, mm. It is going to be a, a, a long process, and it's all about the training and um, the funding and also about, most importantly, about obtaining enough fish quota. That was David Beard there, Chief Executive of the Manx Fish Producers Organisation, speaking to John Moss. But what do the fishermen think? We'll hear from one shortly. Fast and I welcome back to Perspective on Manx Radio. If you're just joining us, we're looking at what could potentially be some big news for some of the island's fishing fleet, specifically Queen Scallop fishermen who are being encouraged to branch out and try to catch some different species. The Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture is inviting Queenie catchers to make grant applications towards diversifying as part of government's future fisheries vision of what it describes as a sustainable, thriving and well-managed fishing industry providing high-quality seafood products. Funding is being made available for an eight-week application period to support diversification into new species, gear types and training. Before the break, we heard from the Environment Minister, Geoffrey Boot, MHK. We've also heard from David Beard, who is the Chief Executive of the Manx Fish Producers Organisation. But what do fishermen think? Will those grants be helpful? And is diversifying realistic or wanted? Earlier this week, I went down to Peel and spoke with a local fisherman, Marshall Thompson, who's from the boat Two Girls in Peel. I would just say scallop and queenie fishermen around here. I've been fishing now around the Isle of Man for 20 years since I left school. And yeah, we just scallops in the winter, queenies in the summer. We've tried prone fishing in the past and it's a bit of a disaster, if we're honest. It's just we're not set up for it here, but yeah, that's what we do. Well, so we're allowed to do, really. <laughs> Tell us a bit more then about, um, you mentioned that it's sort of one in the winter, one in the summer. Tell us more about the, the seasons to start with, if you could. The scallops, uh, they're just better conditions. 
in the winter it's inshore we can work sheltered from the weather and then in the, in the summer the queenies are in better condition and when the water temperature changes they, they, they jump so we can actually catch them with the trawl then as, as opposed to dredges so it just evolved really with the fishermen over time so that's how it panned out. How's the uh, the industry and the skill set changed in your time you've been doing the job? Yeah, it definitely would change. I mean, we're more focused on scallops and queenies now, but, you know, the lads used to be, be whitefish, prawns, herring, you know, it would work on, on different seasons, but as quotas and things come in, the other man hasn't got any. So that's the way we've just, you ended up this way, and, you know, the markets here, the factories and that, they process scallops and queenies. There's no... Yeah. outlet for anything else. So it's the infrastructure you think which is yeah, probably well probably part of the trouble? That's there but then you know you're not going to get investment in infrastructure if there's nothing coming in either yeah. you know which we go to the diversification again we, we don't actually know what's around the Isle of Man you know it's, it's say diverse, diversify well what to? I mean, we, there is skills here we can go and get them we can rig nets and we see one sitting there but we haven't got quota the Isle of Man never claimed any when they were giving it out so when you say diversify, what to? You know, there might be squid out there, but if we went out with this, uh, a discards ban, so if we went out and I got some squid and I caught two whiting, that fishery's shut then because we haven't got the quota to cover the discards. You know, and this it goes on in every fish, the prawns, everything would be the same, and it all comes back the same. We haven't got any quota. And to develop another fishery for maybe non-quota species. We need to go out and have a look, find out what's in Manx waters. I mean, to, when you're saying you're protecting the queenies and you know what's there, but go and fish for this or go and try and fish for it, they haven't got a clue what's there. You're speaking to someone who knows very little about fishing. Yeah. Um, does fishing for different species require different skills, different kit? Yeah, it's different, different types of nets, and but I don't think it's, it's beyond any fisherman here, and there's a lot of the older guys will have done it before. I certainly, when I was at school and that, I was going out with the lads and doing it, and I'd, I'd actually like the challenge of doing it, but it's it's the regulations is that that stops us. It's a, it's a non-starter really. We've heard quite differing reports from. Um, government and from the the Bangor University scientists and their surveys about what what is in Manx waters, compared to the accounts of people on the on the front line, if you like. Um, from your point of view, what are stocks like at the minute? Do you think? I, I don't think there is a, a problem with any stock. Like I say, twenty years ago when when I left school, if we went out at the start of the scallop season and you've got 20 bags I and mean, that that was massive I mean over the last 20 years there's been seasons where we've had hundreds of bags in a day and the Queenies when I first left school we'd, we'd go on a Monday we, we'd be up the north of the island or around at Douglas on the normal grounds if you got 20 30 40 bags of Queenies was a big day and the boat is getting hauls that big now you know so this Historically, as bad as 1993, that's a lie. But we did have a peak in 2008, where it was, it was just it was unbelievable the queenies that was around. So was that but, was that was that a particularly good year? Do you yeah, think? it was. And when they're, they're given all this regulation on the queenies now, and we're protecting it and all that, what is missed in the thing is 
we did nothing to get them queenies when they arrived in that thing. We, we carried on our normal fishing practice. We just we just went out and fished, and then it was normal, normal. And this year it was better. And then it was actually a bit quiet the following year. And then a year after that, and they're everywhere. But we didn't do anything to get them. It was just nature. It was, it was a better spawning year or something like that. That's what happened. So it's it's, it's all nonsense. I don't see it. I see the last. I would honestly say, in my opinion. Last year could have been the end of a cycle because it, 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 last year when we were fishing it, it didn't seem right. The queenies went clapping on the deck, but then this year it seems like we've had we are on the way back. You say you say clapping on the deck. What what, what does that it mean to, to some of your everyday? They, they yeah. just seem to have a little bit of life in them. Yeah, you know when they come out of the water, the the thing which when we like say when we're catching them in the trawl, they're on the seabed hopping. Mm-hmm. You know, and then in the winter time they go a bit dormant, and the dredge men can catch them then. You know, and that, that's what I've just seen, that I see this year as it maybe the start of another cycle, which this cycle, and we've seen small scallops everywhere, everywhere, like, you speak, there's a lad, he'd just retired, he's, he's over 80, and he's never seen the like of it in his life. You know, and so we could be at the start of something even bigger, but if you need, to, these lads, we need to make money every week. Yeah. They don't need to make mega money, nobody's looking for fortunes, but if you've got a crew man, they share fishermen to get paid a share of the catch. So these boats need to go and get a, at least something every week. I mean, I haven't got a crewman at the minute. He's gone. I can't afford to pay him. We've spent all winter putting a new engine in the boat. That was 40 grand. And we just spent all summer just paying bills to get back. And then we've got to sit here for eight weeks. You know, we just need something every week to be chipping away at it. And then you can give your crew man something every week. And I don't think it's a lot to ask for. So you say he's gone. Are people going to try something completely different, or, yeah, or, or are they doing something just else? Gone ashore. You can, you know, they might, some of the some of the young lads, you know, they're getting off of the day's work here and there. They're just they're just doing what they can to get by. What's um, again? You're speaking to someone who has zero knowledge really of this industry. What's the appeal of of queenies and of and of scallops in the first place? Are they are they sort of particularly lucrative? Do you think, or is it because of the demand, or? No, most seafoods are at reasonable price these days. It's just the way we're geared up here. You know, in the prawns, they keep saying going to the prawns, but you, the bigger Irish lads said it. They're working with two nets. They may be carrying up to eight men to deal with it. You know, prawns have to be tailed. To it. So it's like a maybe like an economies of scale it's thing? Very, it's a very labour-intensive job, and, you know, it's, it can pay them, but then their bigger boats is more expensive to run. And it... <laughs> It's, it's just you wouldn't get men to do it here. We could, we, yeah, we couldn't get enough men to do it to make it work, you know. And the queenies, it was a suitable job, and the scallops because we can work with one man, and things is good and a bit heavier fishing. We, we can always pick up one, another one, you know, and have two men. But it's very labour intensive, and then you can't get crews. So a lot of them boats is relying on lads from Ghana, the Philippines, you know, from all around the world. You know, local lads just don't want to stand 24-7 tail and prawns. So it's it's not interesting. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's maybe a bit of a bit of a perception that um especially in Peel it's it's sort of teams of, of local fellas. Yeah. Um maybe that's not so much the case now, do you think? It is here, in the Isle of Man, but that that's what I mean. It's because of our fishery it's it's not as labour intensive as other jobs. So you can always get a local lad. And you know we're not big massive boats we're not going away for weeks and then it's daily fishing 
You know, so there is young lads that want to get into the job, you know, because they know they're going to be back at seven o'clock in the evening or what have you, and, and they can get a wage the same as their, their friends, are sure. Hmm. I mean, that's... I, I don't think anyone here should be going to sea for, for any less than, their, you know, people their own age working ashore. I mean, I don't think there should be a skipper or anything of a boat on any less than a penny than anyone them out in Defer in St John's. I, I just, I don't see why at all. So what's the hope? Is it hoped that if there are tighter regulations for a couple of years, then suddenly be able to pick back up again? What's what's the sort of, the long term, do you think, in your eyes? Well, it, it's, it's hard to answer that because I don't think there's a problem. But yes, yeah, build it up so, so there's a, a lot out there. But what Cause you the, do the, the, the concerns are, well, for, for, again, from, from my understanding, are more about kind of sustainability, is that right, essentially? Yeah, but it's, that's a bit silly. I don't really like that word, but because... You know, you're not getting at though. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah I know what you mean, but the, yeah. the fisherman, he's, he's sustainable himself. Yeah. You know, he knows that. He, he, when we go out, you look at what's on the deck and... If it's not viable, you move. So that ground is left then. It's left till it, till it's more profitable again. Yeah. And that's the yeah. way it's always worked for 15, 60 years. This myth now that you need to leave hundreds of tons in an area to go and take a little bit. It's, it's not. It's worked fine for years, and I don't see why we're so heavily regulated. But yeah, going forward, that's what you want. Of course, you just want to nip out and get a certain amount, come back in. But to get... Every area around the Isle of Man, you've got the west coast, east coast, north coast, south coast. You're never going to get all them areas absolutely stuffed. It's just, it never has been. There'll be one year, they'll be off the north. And one, this year, it's been Douglas. And then looking at what the survey says, next year could be off Port St Mary. You know, in the following year, you repeal. That's the way we are, it always has so worked. It's quite like a cyclical thing, then, is it? Yeah. So you sort of work your way around yeah, over, yeah. over a period of years? Yeah, you do, yeah. You know, it's... It's like you've got a closed area there off Peel, and it's a bit pointless. You know, it's protect Queenies. It's, it's so pointless because we were, the next time we'll fish there is when there's Queenies there. Hmm. You know, it hasn't been touched for when's the last maybe three years ago the last time we fished at Peel. You know, and the same at the point of where them two areas haven't even been touched this year, hmm. and there's lots of Queenies on them. They're not even I think there was one boat had had his quota off the south area. The north coast hasn't even been touched. You know, so that's two years they've been left now. So, I mean, you, we can't do any more, really. Yeah. Um, bit of a silly question, but what, what do you do instead? What, what, what are you sort of left with? This is, we're, we're sat here now. Is it, is it just, a, just a waiting game? Have you, have, you well, thought, have you thought about doing something different? No. Well, this is, I've got this fish troll here, and uh, we're going backwards and forwards with Defa to see what mesh sizes and things to use but it be, we haven't got any quota so it's non-quota try looking for squid and stuff like that I, I, I mean what? talk us through about some of what we're looking at is this is this boat sort of capable of going out and, and looking for squid is, is oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, only with a trawl I mean it, they offer these grants for squid jiggers but you know that boat there just off the top of my head it's, it's £200 a day minimum to go to sea so mm-hmm. standing there with a hook and a line and finding wages for a man as well that's, that's not happened so you need a trawl and then we go back to this thing that given grants for diversification we don't know what's out there 
it's like I've asked them to say, give me a special permit to use this net. I'll have a look around, around the island in different areas and see what we've got. I mean, you've got a grant for a diversification. This is an old net, by the way. This is like 25-year-old. One of the old boys has had in the garage is give me and we're just trying to put it together. But I got a quote and it's nearly £6,000 for, for a rig to target that same as what they would use in the English Channel. Now, if you're getting a grant, I need that. I have to pay for that first and then maybe wait three months for that grant to come back. That's if the grant's approved in the first. So this... Yeah, like I say, I'm willing to do it, but this that they're going to help us, it's a myth. It's kicking the can down the road. There's an eight-week an eight window, so it's going to take me a week to wait for quotes to come in for different things. I send it to them, they stew over it. But, well, this lad been waiting 18 months for a reply to one of his applications. So before they know, before we know it, it's November the 1st, we've gone to the scallops and they kick the can down the road and they think we'll just, we'll forget about it. But what they forget is this has been going on now for the last four or five years. We've been getting lower and lower and lower and, and the lads are at breaking point now. You know, it's just not there. It, it, we need real help or just let us get on with it. I mean, this, this fleet could have fished right up until the scallop season. It would have took another 100 tonne of Queenie Coaters. That, it, in the grand scheme of what's around here, 100 tonne is absolutely nothing. And the difference that would have made, and the minister has the power to have, he could have gave us that. Hmm. He could have gave us that, he could have kept us all at sea. All the crews would have had wages. The boats would have been able to pay their bills through to November, like say cruise wages. Then it's got processes, so there's people up there, they're crying out for staff because they don't know whether they're going to have product, you know, to think, or whether they can fill the orders, or to find new markets because they don't know if they can supply it. So that extra 100 tonne would have kept all the fleet going and the yards, and the different, it just, it would have been massive to us. Because a lot of the talk has been about the impacts on, on fishermen, yeah. but as you sort of alluded to there, it's, it's a whole supply chain, isn't it, it is, of course, because you've got people, people further up who are going to want, you know, going to want a bit of guarantee, maybe? Yeah, yeah, they are, the supply. I mean, the minister made a statement there might be no fishing next year. Well, this is before he got the, the proper survey. And I mean, that, was, that could have done untold damage to the industry. Because, you know, if you own a supermarket in France, the first thing you're going to do, if you hear the Isle of Man hasn't got Queenies, is you're going to find another market. You're going to find, well, wherever they are in the world. That's the first thing he's going to do. You know, so that could have, that could have, that one statement could have done massive damage to us. You know, and that, and that's what it is. He goes on, you've got the shipyard up there, you know, just been invested in and by the government and the business itself. That relies on these lads for work the majority of their work is a fishing fleet and the whole fleet it's deteriorating because it's not the profit there to spend on the boats you know it all it's all knock on every bit of it and it's it's, it's none of it's taken into account i don't think they say it is but it's not you spoke a bit about some of the investments you've made this summer obviously the new engine uh nets what you know all, all that kind of thing are, are other boats going through the same sort of process yeah, do you yeah, think yeah. i mean that's what i mean it, None, none of the stuff on the boats lasts forever. I mean, we spent the winter there with a new engine. That was, well, it was a disaster, really. You know, and I know one of my other friends, he, his boat's up in Scotland at the minute. It's having a new engine done, and it's, it all has to be paid for. And it's, it, it's hard for a lot of people at the minute trying to see the way through. We need, if these, 
even if the government, if the regime said, well, you're going to have this certain amount, but you're going to have it from June the 1st till the end of October, you will have a fishing opportunity every week, then you can plan. But this, we didn't know how long the season was going to last, and here we are sat now for two months. We don't know what we're going to do. Well, we're just going to start November the 1st in, in, in debt again, like we have the last five years. And then their other attitude is, go and fish to Scotland. I mean, that should be an absolute embarrassment to DEFA. Sending a fishing fleet to fish in someone else's waters with the way that they've treated Scottish fishermen round here, you know, they've issued permits and people can't come and fish anymore. They've set quotas. They've, you know, they've had a lot of... And you just send your fishing fleet up there. Why do you, why do you look after your own? And that's, that they should be ashamed of themselves there, I think. You know, some of the lads, but our boat's too small. We're not really fit for it, you know, for travelling away from home. Some of the bigger boats are, and that's why they're gone. But they shouldn't have to. Mm. Not when It's hard for me to accept that go away fishing from home when I know I can make a living here. That I, it's just, I just can't get my head around that. What's um, the relationship like with, with boats and with crews from elsewhere? Do you have much communication with them? Uh, yeah, we get on some of them, but yeah, there is it. I think it's it's gone on long enough now that they realise it's not the fishermen. Uh, it's you know it's it's Defa that's beating them down each time. But yeah, it it, it could be a, a mixed relationship. Maybe a I'd very mixed sure. relationship yeah. is what I would say. Yeah. 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 Um, I suppose just just finally, I've kept you long enough. Um, what, what would you like to see? What's, what's the sort of realistic compromise, do you think? I, d- I don't think there is a compromise. I think they need... To, well, like I say, I'm going to try this, but and the grants need the, to be the, more accessible because, I mean, at the minute, they're, they're a waste of time. And we haven't got any quota anyway, so there's no point buying a fishnet to go fish when you haven't got any quota to keep what you catch. So, like I say, that, that's kicking the can down the road. So unless the Alamann government went and bought quota or acquired it, that could change things, but we need the Queenie season to last the full summer. These lads need to be out every week. It, you know, there's going to be weeks where you don't get out, or the tides are big, or the bad weather, and that helps. But we need to be at least have an opportunity to fish every week, a realistic one. You know, this diversification word is just nonsense. It really is. You know, but the offer, the offer of the grants is <laughs> not to be ungrateful. Is, if, is, if we is, had is an opportunity, start, maybe do you think? Mm, yes, yes, it, yes, it, no. it, yes. Yeah, I suppose it is, but it's it's not enough. It, it's not. It's 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 great to go in the press and make them look active, but we're still sitting here, aren't we? Really. That was Marshall Thompson there, who agreed to chat with me from the boat. Two girls in Peel speaking earlier this week. A couple of listeners' comments just to finish. Um, David has said, I know nothing about fishing, but listening to your interviewee, it seems to me that the government are official handicappers rather than facilitators. And Andy has got in touch to say, my uncle fit, uh, fished for over 35 years. He said when he retired that the Isle of Man government are not interested in the fishing industry. And it's true, they've never supported the boats. All they want is the farming industry to become better because a number of MHKs and ministers are directors of farms. The way government are treating the fishing boys is a disgrace. Thanks for listening to Perspective. Take care.